now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Tyra Friel. Uh, today on the show, it's a two-part special where we look into gender affirmation surgery in Istanbul. And one week to go. Yep. Uh, there is one week left to put your nominations in for the Shout Out Listeners Awards. They will be closing this time next week. Get nominating. Shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Shoutout Listeners Awards are now open. Comprised of 23 awards in five categories, they're your chance to tell us who you think is your best of the best. Round one is open nominations. You can nominate anyone for any award. Nominations will close at Christmas and then open again for the finals in January. Then, join us live at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol for our awards ceremony sponsored by Yugo, where we'll announce the winners. To cast your nominations, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Oh, I didn't know if anyone would do it because Lara's not here this week. I did it, but it was out of tune, which I think takes an extra special kind of talent. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. So, hello. 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 So, yeah, one week to go. I can't say it enough. Um, Sorry, how long was that? One week to one go. Week. One week. One week. And yes. what do you have to do? You have to nominate. If they're not, if they're not nominated, they can't end up being a finalist. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, we take um, um, the top like three, four, five, depending on the category mm. um, nominations, and put them into the finals, which will open in January. But there's seven days. If you're listening live, left. Does uh, that mean organisations can put themselves forward? We can, yes. So they could actually get all the staff to do it as well. They could, yes. Okay. Absolutely. So some some have. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The more votes, honestly, the better. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's I, there's a, there's so many categories. Loads of awards, and they're all designed to be for um, people who do above and beyond and do do more, you know, for our community. Mm. So, uh, but we're one of the rare ones that lets our listeners be the people that nominate and vote. It's Mm -hmm. not done by like a committee and Mm. and the like. You know, we let you do it. Changing so so much all the time. I'm quite interested to see what appears. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, But yes, Yes. and we'll have a big award ceremony, which is going to be at uh, Old Market Assembly in the end of February. Is that tux do? Do is it? Well. Wow, <laughs> it's it's kind of like we'll probably be dressed very to smestly, impress. I think uh, very saying. very uh, dre- um, smartly dressed. Yeah, Dapper. top hat, monocle. Yeah, foam finger. Yeah. Why not? I'm gonna borrow yours. Watch. <laughs> not great for radio, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that sounds like a plan. It's really exciting, actually, it and it's something yeah. that you know all of you listeners can be involved in. So, you know, get on get onto that link, have a look, and vote. Yes. Yeah. You can Please go and browse the form, and and uh, you can fill it out. You know, if if you do one award next one time, you can do another one another yeah. time. But you only have seven days left. To nominate before and it closes, it's free. I assume it's totally free. Yes, yes, yes. it's free. Yeah, just to make free sure to nominate. I'm Scottish, um, it's <laughs> free to attend the award ceremony. And the award ceremony. I mean, who doesn't love an award ceremony? 
you know, nice. with nice food, nice drinks, nice and, uh, company. Yeah, I've got a lovely sponsor sponsoring the uh, um, the actual ceremony this yeah. year, a company called Hugo, who um, do student accommodation across Brilliant. the globe. So, Fab. Thank um, you, Hugo. Yes, thank yes. you. So anyway, um, a very packed show, so right. um, I'm going to kick us straight off um, into a tune. And when we come back, we're talking to someone called Nedda. We Have are I said indeed. that right? It is Nedda, It is Nedda, yeah, yeah. yes, we cool. are. So um, stick with us, you're listening to Shout Out, back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. Run, run, run. So that's uh, One Republic. I don't know if I've heard that, but I love it. It's a good song, isn't it? It'd be a good song if you're at the gym, running. Well, uh, ironically, it actually comes from a friend's gym playlist. Oh, does it? (laughs) (laughs) I have a tendency... I I take Shazam with me everywhere I go, because you hear a song, you're like, oh, I like that. Absolutely. And then I like to come play them on the radio, so um, (laughs) I I try and make sure that I I Shazam them so that I can play them. So that that was one of them. But I quite like One Republic, anyway. Yeah, me too. Really, really good band. Uh, now, um, we are going to hear from um, a guy called Nedda. We are indeed. So myself and Steph had the opportunity to speak with a wonderful trans man called Nedda who runs a clinic in Istanbul to help people have gender-affirming surgery. So over to Nedda. As people know, there's an awful lot of trans people out there who actually get involved in helping the community. Ez and I spent some time in Istanbul looking into the trans clinics and what surgery is available and Neda. And I guess, what would you call your job description, Neda? Is it an agent? Mm, uh, hi, um, I'm an, to be specific, I'm a translator. I'm an author, uh, authorized translator, English to Turkish, but a uh, slash agent. Okay, okay. Now, let's go back. Before we get into what is available in Istanbul, that's probably not available within the EU or the UK, Mm -hmm. um, tell us a bit of your background growing up trans. Um, Sure. I was a late bloomer. I realized that I was trans at the age of 35 with the help of my partner at the time. So we did a lot of research and digging to the psychiatrists and psychologists. And I, at the age of 35, I realized, okay, I'm trans and what, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I had to do some research on the community in here, which are not very visible. They were not as visible at the time, but I was able to find them and ask them questions. How am I going to change? How am I going to transition? How am I going to get this male identification card? and so on so they told me the whole process which took around three years with all the court cases and surgeries when when we met in istanbul we talked a little bit about the way in which uh, the pro- what the process looks like uh, for you over there it's actually quite different um to how it how it looks in the uk could you sort of share with us a little bit of what that was like for you he was explaining it took three years what did you actually have to go through in those three years Sure. Um, but first of all, it's time-consuming, given the three years uh, waiting time. Uh, you start with the psychiatrist. You go and apply to get an appointment from the government-assigned psychiatrist and the public hospital. Private ones are never, never allowed. Um, and then you start having sessions for at least one year. Um, after a year, the psychiatrist tells you, okay, now I see you're ready. You can go and open your court case and go in front of a judge. And also you can start seeing an endocrinologist to start your hormones therapy, HRT. And again, the same public hospital, you go and you meet the endocrinologist, you go and open your court case at the court and uh, you wait for your time. And then the judge calls you in 
and they check all your paperwork and to make sure you really have a gender dysphoria. You are diagnosed and you are on a hormone therapy and everything goes well. And if the judge sees that, he gives them a permission for the second surgery. And another three months, six months, you wait for your second time to go in front of a judge. And in the meantime, you get try to get your hysterectomy done, the second surgery done. Because in Turkey, um, judges, they don't want your reproductive organs at all. Like in order to change, you need to complete the transition. You need to finish all your process. And you have to be on hormone in Turkey to get the male identification card. We call it blue card, but it's no longer blue. It's now color, actually, now gender neutral color. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's very, finally, yeah, finally, that, that's that's very, very interesting. So, you've been through that process sort of uh, the first three years, so that would have taken you up to about 35, 6, 7, 8, 38. Am I right in saying you're 40 now? Yeah, I am exactly indeed. I'm 40. <laughs> well, you, you look very young for 40. <laughs> Time is treating you well. Thank you so much. What? So, in the last couple of years, uh, so so that the listeners understand, you have a a clinic in Turkey, um, and you are supporting people to come to you to have gender affirming surgery. What What did the beginnings of that look like? What was it for you that made you want to go into that? Yes, correct. Uh, we do help trans and non-binary community to come to Istanbul to help uh, with our uh, trans-friendly plastic surgeons are helping them. Uh, the start was basically triggered uh, by during the COVID, uh, I had helped some of my friends from abroad. I stood in the US and I was helping them to get their surgeries, top surgeries done because they were pretty much impressed by the surgeon's work and the, and the cost, affordable costs. And, um, and after helping them, I realized that, you know, I should put up a website and try to help others. And that's how it started. And how has it been? What's the last sort of year, two years been like for you and for the people that you've met and helped? Uh, definitely amazing. Helping others is, a, is a, definitely is the one of a kind opportunity. And to meet new, new people from all around the world. I mean, you wouldn't believe they are coming from all around the world. It's amazing to meet them and hear about their stories, what they're going through, what their families are going through, um, you know, how they're coping with the, you know, their work environment and so on. It's amazing to hear their stories as well as sharing my story. Absolutely. And the results, yeah, and the results so far are, I think they're proving itself on the, on the website and the social media is pretty good. <laughs> what we noticed, I think, when we came over and visited your clinic, is um, just how many people um, from the UK and the EU are going through your clinic. But they're not going alone, are they? They're supported fully by their families, mums, dads, aunts, uncles. And that was so lovely to see. I, I, I could not agree more. I think um, they're very lucky. The new generation is very lucky. They are very supported by girlfriends, boyfriends, even brothers. Sometimes cousins come. Sometimes two aunties come and you know uh, assist the MTF or FTM individual. It's amazing to see such support, and and it's definitely I see them how understanding they are. Mm. Now you mostly deal with um, female to male um, top surgery. Uh, is is that the bulk of what you carry out, or are there some other options? Um, 
90% is FDM and FDN non-binary are coming right now because of the, I think um, they feel more comfortable coming, traveling abroad. Um, MTF in Turkey is still a little uh, difficult, you know, for them to come and get their surgeries done. But the top surgery, yes, we have, a, we have handpicked as one surgeon who has um, really good uh, techniques and, and results. Uh, he's also helping MTF um, individuals to get their top, top surgery. You were talking earlier about having people from all over the world. Where's the furthest somebody has come from? Malaysia. Wow. That's yeah. And I know that you've had American people travel. Americans, yes, definitely. A lot of Americans, New Orleans, Texas, and Malaysia. Um, Middle East, we definitely get some Middle East. Um, our neighbor, Greece, also comes to us. Uh, Apparently in Greece, there is a little difficult to get top surgery. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think, well, that comes under European Union law. So, uh, and we still hold those laws, even though we've exited the European Union. So, like you say, it's still very difficult for trans people within the EU and, and the UK. Um, to progress, it takes years, and especially in the UK, where you have to rely on an NHS that doesn't really support trans people. Um, it sounds like Turkey is even better than the, the UK at supporting trans people. It might be a long process, but at least you know that you can get it done. Yes, the surgery-wise, definitely Turkey is a good alternative, and they're very supported. Trans-friendly plastic surgeons are, are available. There's not only one or two, but there are actually many. But I, I'm very picky on handpicking them, like finding the best ones who have done a lot of surgeries so their results are outstanding. That will comfort the, 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 the party who's coming well, we, from abroad. We spoke, we spoke to quite a lot of, of, of trans boys and men and uh, while we were at the clinic. And they were all so pleased. And we spoke to a lot of people as well who'd had the surgery previously. And your success rate is quite quite incredible uh, uh, for the right. listeners if you have a look at um neda's instagram page and i'll get the full name in, in a moment you will see that it's just rows and rows of quite extraordinary uh stories about people's journeys going over to turkey and spending time with neda um and having dr ergin perform the um the top surgery operations um i have spoken to quite a few um non-binary uh people and trans men who've been over to see you and everything they've they've said has just been uh, full of love and admiration um, for you and the clinic and, and their overall just their time in Istanbul as well because I know that with the procedure once the drains are removed um, I think day three or day four depending on on the individual they're then able to sort of feel a bit freer in exploring what is a very very beautiful city and I, I couldn't really have prepared myself for how, how wonderful mm. uh, Istanbul really is is it where you've always lived? Yes, I always lived in here, except the part in U.S. during the college years. That's an additional six years in there. But um, like you said, you know, you can enjoy the city. I mean, don't. I mean, I don't want people to think that this is they're just coming here for top surgery. They're also coming here to explore the city. It's a travel time. You know, meeting the new people, exploring the sightseeing. And of course, meeting the talented surgeon and, and getting their surgeries done. I must admit, Ned, I was very trepidatious about coming to Turkey. Um, from outside of Turkey, um, I think for trans people and probably gay people, that you feel very apprehensive. 
in the stories you hear about society and how conservative people are. I didn't. That's right. Find... Actually, no. Uh, that's right. They are very conservative. You were you were lucky enough to meet the um, the uh, everyone in the Istanbul. Istanbul has variety of people with yeah. variety of views. Of course, you you're gonna come across some you know uh, conservative ones too. But as long as you respect them, I don't think they you're gonna you know you're gonna face any challenging uh, problems. Yeah. Well, the the hotel we stayed in, which was about ten fifteen minute walk away from the clinic, was amazing. I can say we actually made friends mm. with the staff. You know, the bartenders, the the people at breakfast when we went in. In fact, they did not let us leave the hotel without everyone well, having photos. A, yes. a, a selfie round it was absolutely <laughs> wonderful um, so it's amazing. Yeah, yeah if you are a bit afraid of going to um istanbul i can say istanbul is so international and 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 it's so it's different because of the amount of mosques yeah i've never stepped foot in asia so it was great to go across the bosphorus um and it is very very cheap to shop if, if, you're, if you're english yeah. yes and also <laughs> the taxes the yellow cabs are very very cheap we were only paying one pound fifty to two quid for a taxi journey across the city and we caught a ferry rather than the tourist boats back across the bottom it was 75 pence when, when we compare <laughs> that's that correct. that's what we're comparing to british prices so a bus in in england costs more than the taxis were costing us to go for a 40 minute car journey so twice as i think much. it's really important <laughs> for you know european english uh, american listeners to know that there is that level of affordability because i think a lot of people don't just worry about the cost of the surgery they they worry about the cost of the hotels and the food um but i can honestly say that that hopefully would be in reach um because there's some lovely hotels i know that the hotel literally two minute walk from your clinic is very popular i can imagine that they have a lot of people um staying there that are also receiving support from you Yes, they are uh, staying at the, there are like two of them who's right across from the hospital and they prefer staying in there as they have to have six trips to hospital. And it's very cost efficient in there too. And I explain them everything, what's around them, you know, which malls or which restaurants are around them so they can go and explore and eat Turkish food as well as, um, you know, the cuisines that they, they are used to. I tell you, I fell in love with Turkish food. The, with the, <laughs> making friends at the hotel, one of the side effects is that is the chef always come out personally and welcome yeah. us, and the spread was unbelievable. And he'd introduce us to Turkish breakfasts and other foods well, to taste. You had three course breakfasts. I did on day three, which <laughs> yeah. we, we would never do that here. It was that. It was that absolutely lovely. <laughs> Shout out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Oh, that's a bit of a blast from the past. We've just been arguing over the date of the original. Laugh. <laughs> Did so you get there in the end? That's called um, I'm Good and then Blue in Brackets. And that's uh, actually a David Guetta yeah. um, remix of uh, the uh, iPhone 65 one from uh, the 1990s. Yes, I remember that. So, yeah. Me too, massively. a banging track even back then. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I did my multimedia uh, film piece uh, to this song and failed oh. media A-level. I'm not blaming the song. I'm blaming my terrible piece of filming. <laughs> I tried Blue, okay? 
but you're on the radio now, so who had the well, last laugh? Me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Throw back to Halloween there. <laughs> Getting ready for the pantomime. Believe where your newsreaders. You, you don't you? need to go down an octave and go ho 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 ho, and then, then you'll be more on season. You see it. Anyway, we're ready for some news. I reckon. Yes, indeed. This is Shoutout News for Thursday, 15th December. The UK's Office for National Statistics, which has already issued several teaser results from the 2021 census data, says that it will issue the first summary of sexual orientation and gender identity data from the census during the first week of January. Census 2021 was the first census of England and Wales to record information on sexual orientation and gender identity. However, critics of the census and many LGBTQ LGBTQIA plus activists have argued that the results may be skewed, with many people refusing to fill in the forms honestly because, for example, they felt the questioning was intrusive or because they had mischievous intent. Cosmopolitan magazine reports on a new joint initiative between LGBTQI plus lobby group Stonewall and the popular condom manufacturers Jurex. The magazine says hundreds of studies have shown that well-implemented sex education can support positive sexual health outcomes that prevent the risk of sexually transmitted infections, unintended pregnancies and sexual violence. And for LGBTQ plus people who have previously been left out of the discussion affirming messages on sexual orientation, LGBTQ LGBTQ plus identities and relationships are vital. The new web portal All In aims to redress to redress the balance in favour of honest explorations of the many identities that exist under the LGBTQIA spectrum. It is sex positive and has been put together by accredited experts in relationships, sexual health promotion and education and is aimed at young adults who have felt excluded by the still woefully inadequate sex ed in British schools. To visit the website, pop along to the Jurex site on the web. Atheist website Only Sky reports that young people have held protests as the Indonesian state beefs up its reactionary laws against any sex outside of marriage. As is often the way with homophobic and misogynistic autocracies, the junta in Jakarta has also slipped through numerous laws which prohibit satire, attacks on the leadership and even criminalise anyone advocating free thought or non-religion. Tatiana Perry for the Only Sky website notes... Keeping with the trend of young people protesting the restrictive laws of their countries, from the COVID-19 protests in China to gender inequality in Iran, the Indonesian youth are not taking this legislation quietly. National Pansexual and Panromantic Pride Day fell on the 8th of December. With its own pride flag designed in 2010 by Evie Jasper, the pan movement came of age and is now an essential component within the LGBTQIA plus rainbow nation. In an interview with news website Pink News, Jasper explained why they chose the pink, blue and yellow stripes for the pan flag. The pink and blue were chosen because of their gender traditions, while the yellow was chosen to represent non-binary people as it is traditionally a non-gendered colour. Websites thehomoculture.com notes pansexuality as a sexual orientation that encompasses attraction, romantic and or sexual desire and or sexual behaviour toward people who do not identify as exclusively heterosexual or bisexual. 
Gay musical hero Sir Elton John has become just the latest celebrity to quit the Twitter platform after its billionaire new owner, Elon Musk, allowed what has been described as super spreaders of hate back onto the website. Sir Elton said... All my life I've tried to use music to bring people together, yet it saddens me to see how misinformation is now being used to divide our world. I've decided to no longer use Twitter, given their recent change in policy, which will allow misinformation to flourish unchecked. Sir Elton has been a firm defender of LGBTQIA plus civil rights and is among many to com- comment about the danger to democracy and freedom posed by conspiracy theorists, the far right and religious fundamentalists who spread lies online. Media and communications website Digital Spy reports that a young character on top ITV soap opera Emmerdale came out last Monday evening. Arthur Thomas is played by Alfie Clark, a teenage actor. Arthur revealed to another character that he is gay, but asked them to keep this information to themselves for the time being. Arthur was given support and love from the get-go and assurances that coming out was up to him and could be done at his own pace. The soap has already had adult gay characters, but Arthur Thomas is the youngest gay character that the series has boasted. Emmerdale has this year celebrated its 50th anniversary. And finally, LGBTQIA plus Jewish organisations will be sending warmest holiday wishes as the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah begins at sundown on Sunday and ends on Tuesday the 26th of December. This eight-night holiday commemorates the rededication of the main temple at Jerusalem in the first century BCE. Hanukkah could fall between late November and late December and this year it coincides with Christmas. Since the 19th century Hanukkah has increased in importance and like Christmas has been celebrated as a festival for family and children characterized by the giving of gifts and a certain amount of commercialization. Hanukkah food is traditionally based on frying and oils and many foods we consider essentially British such as fish and chips or donuts are actually derived from Jewish dishes from this time of year. Time and Date website notes that as with Christmas Hanukkah will see many Jewish businesses observe curtailed hours and they'll be congestion around synagogues. It's also traditional to send happy Hanukkah cards to friends and relatives. In the UK, alternative bookstores tend to stock these. Our friends at the News From Nowhere cooperative bookstore in Liverpool stock a selection. So, happy Hanukkah to all who mark it. Next up, it's Solstice and Christmas, making this a very special holiday season. For these news stories and more, check out our website. We update it every day at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For shoutout news, this has been Terry Starr and Ezra Peregrine. Shoutout news, national and international LGBT news for you. Yeah, I decided I quite like Hanukkah. It has absolutely nothing to do with everything being deep fried, I promise, honest. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Good old uh, Vanessa Morrissey and uh, absolutely everybody. Real kind of like upbeat fun one, that one. That's a good song. Yeah. I'm sure it's doing very well in the charts at the moment. I don't think he's in the charts at the moment. Oh, it's well. one, one I've played for years. On the I track. haven't followed and the I charts since about 1989. <laughs> 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 about the same time as me. Uh, when, when it was called the Hit Parade. I, I, not quite <laughs> that far back. <laughs> and everything was on record. 
I've got a lot yeah. of singles from 1989. Back in fashion. Yes, vinyl is, yeah. Oh, let me say that for 20 years. You've got HMV and there's quite a dedicated section There's a big section and in rough trade as well. But most people got HMV, HMV, what? I've got quite a few young friends who are into collecting their vinyl. One who made me laugh the other day because I said, oh, how many do you play them often? Oh, no, I haven't got a record player yet. I said, how many records have you got? Then I don't know, about 200. I can't stop buying them. Yeah, about 200, yeah. That's crazy. But no record player yet. Well, I even, I even turned around and we were talking about the show because legally we have to buy the music so I yeah. buy yes. all of our songs as MP3s Lara turned around and she said to me what's an MP3? I know even that yeah. so I, I, said, I said well how the hell do you listen to your music? Spotify. She said just type it into Spotify yeah. or ask Spotify, Alexa yeah. Yeah. And like, e- oh, okay. even podcasting is now obsolete in, in terms of what, what it refers to because the, the, the Apple have stopped manufacturing pods podcasts Casting things. Oh, right? of course, yeah. Pods. Yeah. What do you call them? iPods. iPods. That's the, the word. You know, the pod pods, the peas pod in the pods, the podder pod pods. It's out of date now, you Gosh, see. I remember the iPod Nano. I had a mini disc player, but I could only ever work out how to put one album on it, which was David Gray, which, to be honest, got a little bit uh, bleak <laughs> after a few they, hikes to school. Do you know, last year, they finally stopped manufacturing mini discs. That's how long it lasted. But a mini disc player was, I mean... It I was amazing in its day. Yeah, but anyway, I anyway, anyway. Before, before we go to a massive conversation. <laughs> sorry, sorry, um, listeners. We, we really need to get part two. So, um, um, here is part two of back a brilliant to, back to you, and you and Steph and Nedda. One yes. thing I did want to um, sort of talk about is that some people do have to come alone. Um, do you have any sort of um, words of support or um, information for those people that might have to do this um, by themselves? Yes, um, we need to give them support. So those alone travelers, of course, we don't want to decline them. We just had two this week, for instance. What we did is before they come, they tell us they're alone. They cannot find someone. As long as they let us know, we arrange our one of our nurses from our hospital staff, whichever one's day off, they go and help them out during their um, first day. They discharge from the hospital. They go to a hotel. So the nurse monitors them the next day. They're fine on themselves. We ask them if they need it anymore. And they most of the time, 99% of the time, they say they don't need it anymore. Yeah, I mean, the first 24 hours, I think, are the most sort of um, disorientating, maybe. You're having this life-transforming surgery that most people have wanted for a very, very long time. Um, And then you're processing that both mentally and physiologically. Um, And, of course, there is some level of discomfort, um, and that's very different for for each individual. um, And the recovery time is very different for each individual. But for those I've spoken to, by day three, um, you know, they are up and about. They are wanting to to go out or go down to breakfast, interact with people. So it's a big shift from the morning of the operation or morning after, sorry, I should say, two days later. You you know, these people are showing that they're feeling just 90% the the back to themselves um, and that the pain actually is quite low. It's more the sort of level of uh, sort of the awkwardness about it all, I suppose, um, wearing the compression vest and, um, you know, managing that because it's it's all quite uh, unique, isn't it? Because the bandages go on underneath and then you have the compression vest over the top. And I think I'm right in saying that that stays on for three weeks after. Yes, medical West has to be on all the time for three weeks long, except the time you take shower. <laughs> um, but you're right, the individuals are determined, even though they're alone, they're like determined, they want to come and they just follow my instruction. As long as they follow up my instruction, they'll be fine and yeah. we'll definitely provide them with nurse assistance so they won't feel alone. The point is with this project was from the beginning. 
I want to I want them to make sure they don't feel alone. I'm just one text message away from them or I can just hop in the car and go and meet with them if there's an emergency or they can come to hospital anytime they want to. Exactly. And if anybody wants to read um, some of the wonderful reviews, go on to Google and look at Neda's uh, reviews because they're a great read. It, it really shows, gives you some insight into the, the sincerity of the people's experience in coming to you. And I also know that you provide transport from the airport directly to people's hotels. And I think that's something that should be mentioned because that is that offers a huge level of reassurance to people because they don't even have to worry about getting a taxi when they arrive. Um, in in this new country and the taxi drivers are so friendly so if you are trans or queer um, then you don't need to worry because you are ushered straight from the airport Um, and in fact, the staff at the airport were really friendly. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, all we have is snubbing and rudeness. And but in Turkey, they're brutal in the UK. Yes. I'm going to be honest. They they they're very um. Well, I, my experience is they they are everything is that they need everything to be exactly done as they want and if it isn't then they don't like you very much um so it's all it's a very different experience when we were coming back from istanbul traveling through um to the uk i had a situation where they needed to just to check something that, w- that had come up in my suitcase um and in the uk they'd be so irritated by that but this young man was so lovely um he couldn't really communicate with me but there was a lot of smiles a lot of like reassuring hand signals and it's okay take your time no problem um whereas i was getting panicked because i'm so used to sort of oh my goodness you know i've got to get this done got to do it now um but but it really was um an incredible experience and also um Steffi loves a shopping mall and we've never seen so shopping so many shopping malls in such close proximity yeah, and big ones i mean yeah. we're talking of six floors of shops and not one empty unit every yeah. unit in the dozen miles that are around istanbul are full you come to the uk and there's empty units in high streets in shopping malls yeah Yeah, it's so lovely to see it is it is definitely shopping is a is a big big big, (laughs) it's (laughs) one of the uh, top 10 lists on the boys who come they always ask me i'm gonna go for shopping i already got the name of the list where i'm gonna go so they know what where they're gonna go to buy their stuff they love the sport clothes and stuff like sneakers Mm. and and of course it's a good deal oh yeah 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 again if you're a bit worried we went into a mosque didn't we yeah and they were kind enough to give us headscarves Mm. um uh, before we went in obviously you you absolutely respect whatever you're coming across whatever religion or ethnic background is so important but if you do that then you get so much help now we found a library didn't we uh, around the back of one of the mosques and um one of the guys in there we thought worked to the place but his english was impeccable yeah. and he just started chatting to us and then the guy serving wanted to chat we were in there for over half an hour yeah. just buying a couple of items because they just wanted to know about us and mm. it was so great and answering any questions however stupid it was about um turkish history and that they just spent the time with us to explain yeah. well, they, they were very passionate about sharing the history of their country hospitality yeah they're very welcoming in there uh, hospitality is the number one in turkey especially in istanbul yeah absolutely so could you tell us uh, where the next sort of few months are taking you what do they look like for the for the clinic and for um the people coming over to you 
it's a very good question. Actually, we are in the expanding period of time, and the hospital already has um, second one opening up, um, bigger one, of course, because we'll be welcoming more uh, more members from the community, hopefully, and um, the, the rising demand because we cannot you know uh, catch up with this rising demand so we had to open a new uh, new hospital it was already ready but uh, the minister of health and all the inspectors were taking their you know um, little details to give the permissions but finally we got the permit it's going to be up and running by the new year in 2023 Amazing. and hopefully we'll, we'll be getting more and more uh, trans and non-binary community members so we can also address more tailor-made approach to them. We'll have more time and more staff with more availability and more rooms. <laughs> so you're going to have both clinics running side by side and you're going to be in between both clinics. And is it going to be Dr. Ergin that will be um, working between the two? He's going to be the main plastic surgeon, correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's uh, it's just amazing to hear, um, one, your, your story and what brought you into this, two, how it started, and then also the journey that both you've been on, the clinic's been on, and the amount of people that are accessing your service and the increase in in the people wanting um, and being able to access the service. I mean, I, I know that uh, through my own experience of looking into this, um, <clears throat> it is a minefield. Um, it's very confusing, especially if you're looking into having it done in, in the United Kingdom. It's, um, there's a lot of hurdles to jump through. Um, it can feel very stressful and um, sort of quite demoralizing and anxiety inducing. And I know that for a lot of people knowing that they have got such ease of access to this top surgery in Turkey. It takes away all of these um, barriers that they've had in front of them for so long. And there's a freedom in that, you know, and I, I see on your story, you know, people in the countdown stage, you know, that, you know, even if it's five months away, they're so excited because they know that finally this is happening and they don't have to go through the same um, difficulties that they would have to go through um, in, the, in their own countries. And I just think that that's wonderful. That's correct. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Every, everything you said is exactly what <laughs> Are you working over Christmas? Coming to you right until yes. then. Actually, we have. I think we have someone right before Christmas coming in, and also right after 29th from UK is coming. Um, actually, he was texting me about the airport and the strike, mm. and he he's flying from Heathrow. I think he's going to change its stance. That yes, we'll be working. New Year, like Turkish people, not Christmas, not the 25th, but the uh, 30th and 31st and the 1st, they usually, they usually take off. Okay, so do you get any time off? Important. I will, hopefully in February. Oh, in February. <laughs> are, are you in countdown? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am on countdown. We are, um, or we have run out of time. Um, but I do, before we bring the interview to a close, Neda, I just want to say firstly, thank you, um, you know, for sharing your story and for sharing what you're doing over there, because I know there's going to be a lot of people listening um, that will will be quite uh, excited to look into, into what you do. Um, and I would just like to ask, what are your um, socials? So uh, your Instagram, um, how can people find out about you? Yes, they can. Uh, first of all, we have a website, neda, uh, neda transgendersurgery.com, 
Also, they can go to Instagram account, which is Transgender Surgery by Neda, and TikTok, and um, also we are on Facebook as well. But the mainly Instagram and website um, is demanded by others. And uh, I want to say thank you too as well. I'm I'm really glad that you guys find out about us and you give it the chance to come and meet us and experience yourself. Uh, we are happy to um, you know meet the new ones, and our team is friendly, welcoming people. Um, so hopefully more and more people will come over and, um, you know, uh, experience their top surgery and transition with us. And have that incredible life-changing um, uh, time with you and then be able to come back to their own country and live their authentic selves um, and, you know, have that euphoria that everybody deserves to have. A body that they can call their own. It's uh, There aren't enough words, really, to explain what that means to people, I don't think. So thank you for speaking to us on Shout Out. And maybe in the next few months, maybe mid-next year, we can catch up again because you'll have your second clinic open. Definitely, definitely. We'll do that. And maybe we'll get Dr. Ergen in the, on the line as well. That would be yeah, wonderful. Great. Thank you so much, Neda. We'll catch up with you You're again. Welcome. Bye All for right. now. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. The Shoutout Listeners Awards are now open. Comprised of 23 awards in five categories, they're your chance to tell us who you think is your best of the best. Round one is open nominations. You can nominate anyone for any award. Nominations will close at Christmas and then open again for the finals in January. Then join us live at the Old Market Assembly in Bristol for our awards ceremony sponsored by Hugo, where we'll announce the winners. To cast your nominations, go to shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards. Exciting. Yes, um, but really exciting. But seven days to go. Indeed. So uh, if you haven't nominated, now is the time to do so. So, Ez, you you kind of got a bit older. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think she's exited left <laughs> A crook came around her neck And yanked her off stage <laughs> oh, You're lucky she's not in the room <laughs> <laughs> no, Or somebody told her It wasn't the Ezra Peregrine show It was Shout Out <laughs> so, well, That's that you really... over Christmas isn't it There's lots of Steph programmes going oh, on It's going to be embarrassing oh, Steph FM <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Um, yes, so, indeed. Well, that reminds me, actually. Thank you to everyone who keeps voting shout out in our rewards, but we can't win our own awards. Aww. So please, please don't waste your vote. It's it's lovely. It's always really sweet. We get some really nice comments, but um, um yeah, we, we cannot enter. So uh, your vote oh, is wasted dear. if you oh, if you do that. But yeah, it will close next week during the yep. show, uh, which is going to be the shout out Christmas cracker. Oh, I'm looking it's the forward one to this. show a year where we let our hair down and we have a bit of fun. We've got a brand new game show coming next week, which we've never done before. 
Um, so join us for that. Ooh. It's going to be camp fun. That's all I'm going to say. And the listeners. <laughs> and speaking of camp uh, the, the fun. listeners can play along as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got the panto coming. Yes, that's the following week. Oh no, we between Christmas and New Year. It's behind you. Story of my life. Oh, dear. oh, I think we're all already Christmas mode, aren't we? <laughs> so, and then, then hopefully in January we'll get a little bit more back to normal, won't we? Normal service will be resumed. We'll resume. Watch this channel. So, yes, and uh, yeah, the, the finals are then open on the first show in January. So, uh, yeah, you have to join us for that. Look so. forward to it. Yes, I'm looking forward to um, um, next week and then the Panto the week after. It's so. going to be great fun. Anyway, that's it for another week. Uh, as I said, Shout Out Listeners Awards are open, but we'll close in one week's time. You can nominate anyone for the, any award. Just go to shoutout.lgbt LGBT awards. Shoutoutradio.lgbt forward slash awards <laughs> is free. Um, join us next week for the Christmas Cracker. You're going to love it. Brand new game show. Uh, one when we let our hair down. But from myself and the massive rest of the team, because this is most we've ever had in the studio in a long time. So <laughs> say bye bye, everyone. Bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.